0: Welcome to the Ask Philip Podcast. Today, Philip talks about why understanding the laws of success will help you become a better investor. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy. Here in past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now here's Philip. Weekly,
1: I'm recording advanced planning ideas with my advanced planning idea episode sponsors, John Thurman, CEO of Access Financial, and Allison Rife martin CEO of Rife martin CPAs. We're going to talk about uh, advanced financial planning ideas that we see our financially successful clients use to grow and protect your wealth. Tune in weekly on the episode, you'll see it'll be titled Advanced Planning, so you know which episodes are the Advanced Planning episodes. Uh, If you have any specific thoughts, questions, or ideas you you want brought up on the Advanced Planning Ideas episodes, feel free to tweet me at ask underscore Philip, or reach out to any of my guests. They'll put their information in each episode for more questions and more thoughts and things that you want to share on, on the episodes enjoy your day all right it is august 18th exactly 30 days away from my next muay thai fight uh pulled the pulled a hamstring uh doing sprints this past sunday and that was not that was not fun but it wasn't super serious and so i was able to get back in and uh and do a do a bike workout this morning so i'm I'm gonna get some clinch tonight, so we we should be good. Um, but let's let's get into the episode here in a, in a moment. For today, I had a happy hour, a couple of um, a meal with a couple of friends of mine, and they are heavy into real estate investments. Both own their own business, but from an investment standpoint, you know they're 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 heavy into real estate investments, but are dabbling in stocks. And and they were joking with me, you know, asking me, you know, why I hadn't gotten into into real estate uh, yet outside of the owner my home until my, you know, I would as my, as I, you know, stop making aggressive investments in my business and, and and, and other opportunities I see in the market right now for diversification purposes, but that it would be super passive and that I'm not overly excited about it because I only, I only like to play games where I can handicap um, my success, and I know this game. Like I know business, and I know investing in stocks and crypto. Like that's what I know. Real estate's a different, a different game. Um, but I've been able to stay away from bad opportunities in real estate and know my role because. Because and, 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 I'm gonna backtrack. Because we were talking about different asset classes in real estate and all this kind of stuff, and I was, I was able to, um, I listened a lot. But I was able to hold my own in the conversation as far as like um, knowing where not to go uh, and what not to do, which was, you know, which was which was right and spot on. I agree with the expertise. And so they were, you know, and, and so we were talking about why so many people get fooled in investing in stocks and crypto. And the conversation boiled down to just a lot of people have not yet studied the laws of success, meaning like how the universe works, the the rules, like non-main man rules, you know, I call it mother nature's Bible, but just like the way the world actually works, there are certain rules that like can't be, people can't lie about, you can't be fooled by, you know, they, they just work. It's how the world operates. And so once you understand those rules, it makes you a better business person, a better invest investor, a better spouse, a better parent, because you, it allows you to not be fooled at bad advice. It doesn't like it doesn't give you all the answers for everything you need to do, but it it gives you a template to follow when you're acquiring real knowledge, and so you're able to vet knowledge better because as you're as you're looking through opinions thoughts books podcasts because we're in an information age where we're just flooded with information and so you have to have some sort of filter to filter that information through to know what's right and what's wrong and I believe those principles allow you to accelerate your learning because you know you because 98% of stuff is garbage and you know exactly what to throw out Understanding those laws of success I believe is super important like one of the one of the best books like and you can get them you know, where you can read the Bible, you can read the Quran, like you can read the Torah, you know, they're all, all the same principles. Napoleon Hill, uh, his book, the he wrote a couple of them, Think and Grow Rich, I Think 15 Laws of Success. He has a couple of books uh, on the principles, uh, and they're written from you know, more modern language. I like to, I like to use that one personally because it's, you know, more more modern type stuff, but but they're all the same principles. And learning them, mastering them, putting them into your soul. I think it's important to be in a better investor. Let me give a specific example of, of, of what I mean. So, if, if you understand the laws, then you spot those laws in companies that are operating by the laws, leaders who are, who are leading the companies by the laws. You pick up pattern recognition um, of seeing, okay, I see the pattern in this because. They are operating by the laws, and and so my, my first example is like there's a law called um, I forget the actual law, but it basically boils down to doing more than what you're paid for, right? Do more than what you're paid for. Anybody who's successful can can tri- can attribute their success to doing more than than what's paid for. It's it's very similar to like investing right when you know if you if you do more than what you pay for kind of like in in foregoing like money today putting it up for the future and letting that accumulate and compound and provide you lots of benefits later that's what doing more than what you pay for because if if all you do if you know if, if if you only do what you're paid to do you build up no equity um in the other people that you're providing value to right and if and if it's the reverse if you do less than what you pay for you're you're ripping people off and that doesn't add up too well because you're stealing from people and so doing more than what you pay for a, a big example you know i'm gonna go through a couple of them but you know henry ford when, when times were hard for the country he and he came with this five dollar minimum wage per day policy and so that's without governments forcing him to do it, like it was, hey, i'm gonna I'm gonna we're making lots of money. People need cars. I think it's a travesty that people that work, you know at my shop can't even buy my cars. So he said, I'm gonna make a mandatory five dollars a day minimum wage for for all of my workers. And what that did, right? He paid people, you know, well above market rate for what they were doing, but he got significant value out of the people. You know, um, you know, more than a five dollars from people because it allowed them to be supervised less. They didn't need as much supervision. They worked hard, and mainly because they didn't want to lose that job. They're like, man, this is the best job I can get in the marketplace for what I'm doing. And so I'm gonna work hard, so I don't uh, so I don't get fired. And so a lot of people might say, well, you know, how can you afford to pay five dollars a day for all the workers as a minimum wage Well, it's because you save money in supervision time, people work harder, they don't slack off as much. And um, you know, I, I, I like to call it a. Uh, this is this is a negative way to view it, but it's called like a, not 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 uh, bribe money, right? You you're basically saying, hey, I'm gonna pay you so much that you you I mean you can't go anywhere else. So I'm bribing you to work hard here. Another example is, is Audible. I'm I've been on Audible since 2014, and they remove the friction for me for signing up for the monthly subscription service early on, because they were like, well, if you don't like the book, you can return it. And I've returned lots of books, even listened to like a couple of hours of it that I didn't like and returned it, no questions asked. They gave me another credit. And that was an amazing um, use of the um, law of doing more than what you pay for, right? And for those who don't know, Audible is a company owned by Amazon. Amazon has a great return policy um, as well on their stuff, Netflix, early on Netflix, like you would, um, you know, cable providers were super strict on how many logins you can have on different TVs. Netflix said, forget that, like you pay for the subscription service, but I know, you know, a lot of folks were just giving their subscription service to other people that, um, you know, friends, family, and Netflix knew it. You can track all this stuff electronically, but they didn't really sweat it. They let people do it because, you know, A, A, it was advertising for Netflix because eventually, you know, people are, people are going to, people are still stealing cable, right? So people are going to steal and find a way to cheat the system. But over time people will be like, man, it's just easy for me to just like buy it so I can program my own stuff. Um, The algorithm can learn me, you know, Netflix knew that their value wasn't in the subscription. It was in the algorithm learning what they liked and by people not paying for it and using their relatives or friends, um, they were like, hey, I like to, I gotta have Netflix in my life. And when they can afford it or get it, or thought it was just easier to just have their own, they would just buy it. And I believe it helped Netflix explode. Another one is Cash App, right? Cash App is banking the unbankable. Banks don't bank people that don't have a lot of money. And if they do, they get charge a whole lot of fees. Cash App became a service that allowed people to store their paychecks and their money. No charge, no fees, even transfer money to their bank if they had a bank account with no fees. If they were, if they were patient, if they wanted it instantly, then they got to pay a fee, you know. But Cash App delivered more value than what they were paid for, and became even above, you know, Apple's uh, Apple Pay, which had a lot more customers. Or probably, you know, people, a lot more people had iPhones than had Cash App when they first came out a few years ago. They they became the dominant app for for that kind of digital wallet service in America. Um, you know, because of doing more than what they were paid for, and Cash App is a Square-owned company, right? And I'm saying this because, we, as, as you know, we own Amazon, we own Square, but but there's um, you know, another 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 um, principle, and I and I shared this on my Twitter today. Ask underscore Philip. It's about accurate thought, right? Accurate thinking allows you to take in information from other people, but not be Influenced or moved to action by other people solely on what they say. Meaning, I get ideas from people that I use, but it's vetted through my process. So it's not them telling me the idea and then moving me. by just that, it's I take the idea, I run it through my own process of accurate thinking, which which means I research it, I check it for accuracy, I check it against my principles. You know, I check it against what I've known in the past. But I do my due diligence. I don't just blindly. Buy stuff, but a lot of people, when it comes to investments, they, they their buddy says, "Hey, you ought to invest in this," and they buy it, and so now they got to rely on their buddy to uh, get them out, and and they got to hope that their that their friend who recommended it is right because they didn't use accurate thinking to do um to do their own due diligence, which is which is like laziness, which is a, another principle but the principles are really, really important. So I, if, if, if I list too many books for you and you don't know where to start, like I, honestly, I would start with The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Those, That's a really good book. It's a 23-hour audible listen or 24-hour audible listen. You know, check it out. The principles are good. You don't have to listen to all 23 hours in a short period of time, but you know, I like to wake up, meditate, listen to 10, 20 minutes. Maybe I'll listen to some more if I when, when I run or when I get on the bike to ride my Peloton to ride. But listen to it slowly. Through. And I think it's better to listen to it slowly too than to binge listen to it because I've listened to a similar book with the same principles before from him. And I've read Thinking, Grow Rich listen to it uh, just about every year. So the same principles, you know, but just continue to drip them into my life and continue to make them part of my soul because it makes me a way better investor, way better businessman, a better man in all aspects because those principles are tried and true. So until tomorrow, y'all enjoy your day.
0: If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. That's stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk.